Hello and welcome. It's Thursday, the 1st of November, 2018. Welcome back to Autonomous Cars with Mark Hogue, the first and only weekly podcast dedicated entirely to autonomous cars. Today, we move to Thursdays, because that way we can leave Fridays exclusively for Friday poll days. But more importantly, today, Waymo goes truly driverless in California. Volvo and Baidu buddy up in China, and Tesla readies summon while Faraday future, sadly, becomes Faraday fail. All this, right now. But first, if you remember, last week I had been invited as a guest panelist to join a webinar hosted by the good folks up in Canada at Evolve ETFs and the Responsible Investment Association. So the webinar was titled Responsible Investing 2.0, The Next 20 Years in 45 Minutes. So I'd encourage you to listen to the entire show. It's really fascinating stuff, covers everything from cybersecurity to innovation to gender diversity, and of course, my 10-minute segment on electric and autonomous vehicles. Uh, you can find a link and indeed the embedded audio over at my website at markhogue.com. So head on over and give it a listen. I think you'll find it really interesting. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. So a few episodes back, we discussed how Waymo had been taking, you know, really big strides down in Arizona towards testing fully autonomous vehicles. In fact, they're getting pretty close now to rolling out revenue service, but the autonomous vehicles in Arizona still need to have a pesky human in the front to make sure things don't get all bendy and twisty. Uh, thing is, though, now in California, well, the California Department of Motor Vehicles has just uh, granted a permit to Waymo that allows them to test fully autonomous cars without that floppy human in the front. So truly driverless cars, as it were. So this permit enables testing throughout all of Santa Clara Valley, uh, excuse me, Santa Clara County. Uh, if you know the area, it's a pretty big land area. Uh, now there's 60-ish companies that are currently testing in California. They've got the permits to do so, um, but they still require having this flesh and blood human in the front. This includes uh, Apple as well. Well, Waymo then, of course, really is truly the first company to get permit uh, to do such testing without any sort of human whatsoever. Uh, the only requirement, of course, is rigorous monitoring, two-way communication with any passengers, and oh yeah, at least $5 million in insurance. Also, they've got to notify local communities because it would be a bit unpleasant for, say, grandma driving down the street to see a driverless minivan come barreling towards her without a driver. Yeah, that would be a bit unnerving, I suppose. Um, so, yeah, so I guess the idea is initially to start testing, you know, solely on streets, indeed, within Silicon Valley, and then gradually expanding outward. Um, what, what's, what's really neat about this, of course, is that, well, initially it's going to be used, you know, the passengers are just going to be employees of Waymo, apparently, and then eventually they're going to roll it out to the general public, sort of like they're about to do in Arizona. So this is this is a really big deal. I mean, you know, we, we've talked a bit in re recent episodes how, you know, this notion of whether autonomous cars, you know, is is it a binary solution? Is it like, you know, are, you know, 
are vehicles autonomous or are they not? Uh, and I've often made the argument, as indeed uh, I think most people would, that really it's more of a spectrum, hence the various levels of autonomy from level zero, no autonomy, all the way up through and including level five, full autonomy to the extent that you don't even need uh, a steering wheel and pedal, let alone a human driver. So, so you know, I, I think this is really great. And I think this this first step here is, is a big one because we're finally going to see true driverless autonomous cars take to the streets for the first time in California. So this is a really big deal. Let history never forget November of 2018 as the day that driverless autonomous cars started to become a thing. This is a really big deal. Hey, just a friendly reminder that if you're in San Francisco today, I say today, I mean tonight from like 6.30 to 9 p.m., the good folks over at Carvey in uh, in downtown San Francisco at 1112 Bryant Street, uh, they are hosting their monthly Talk Autonomous Cars While Drinking Happy Hour. So it's going to be a great evening. Uh, the agenda is as follows. From 6.30 to about 7.40, it's going to be sort of networking, mingling with pizza and drinks. From 7.40 until 8.10, there's going to be a real nice discussion I'll be one of the panelists on stage. Joining me will be Philip Candle. He's the SVP of engineering at Telenav. Telenav, of course, pioneered mobile phone GPS in 1999. Today, they serve the automotive industry, building the connected cars of tomorrow. So it should be a really great uh, great evening tonight, a wonderful Q&A session. I really encourage all of you who are in the area to uh, make a point to show up. Registration is totally free. Um, I've got the link posted on my website at markhogue.com. You can, of course, just head on over to Eventbrite and just do a search for Talk Autonomous Cars While Drinking, or perhaps just Carvi, that's C-A-R-V-I. In any event, I do hope you'll uh, show up, and if you do, please make a point to come on over, introduce yourself, and say hi. Don't be shy. I'd love to meet you tonight. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So we've talked quite a bit about Volvo over the past well, almost a year or so that this podcast has been going. Um, Volvo, of course, really uh, has done kind of a, an about-face ever since their big investment uh, from Chinese company Geely, first back in 2015 when they rolled out the spectacular, if buggy, Volvo XC90, the bleeding beautiful SUV that I think to this day still remains one of, if not the best-looking large vehicle on the road today. And certainly back in 2015, it was fairly novel. Uh, and even today, it's amongst the few in the world that, that, that has a pretty competent semi-autonomous driving system. I say semi-autonomous in the loosest sense of the word. You know, again, just really glorified kind of lane assist and traffic jam assist. Really similar to what you might find in, say, a Mercedes GLC. Not quite to the level of an E-Class Mercedes or an S-Class. And certainly nowhere near the competency, anyway, of, say, any Tesla. Uh, well, anyway, Volvo now have announced that they've partnered up with uh, yet another Chinese company. In this case, it's Baidu to develop a self-driving so-called robo-taxi for China. So this 
the idea here, first of all, is so actually, let me back up for a moment. Um, if you're kind of scratching your heads for a minute thinking, yeah, but hold on, what about Volvo and Uber? Well, you'd be right. So Volvo had initially intended, and indeed they were the the plan was to continue to work with Uber, that Volvo were going to continue to provide, say, the Volvo XC90 specifically to Uber. Now, if that sounds a bit bitter to you, you know, if it leaves a bitter taste in your mouth, that's because, well, that was exactly the sort of vehicle that was involved with the tragic accident in, uh, I guess it was Tempe, Arizona, earlier this year when a Volvo XC90 uh, operated by Uber uh, struck and killed a pedestrian in the middle of the night. So Volvo is sort of, you know, that, that, that partnership seems to be kind of on hold as Uber tries to figure out kind of what they're doing next. And so, you know, Volvo doesn't want to just sit around and kind of wait and do nothing as it were. So hence this partnership with Baidu. So to be super clear, though, the idea is not to, you know, sell a vehicle directly, um, or excuse me, not, not, not to compete as operators, as it were, but really to sell vehicles directly to other companies. So, for example, think selling vehicles to, uh, you know, ride-hailing operators, Lyft, Uber, and so on. Uh, the idea, the, the, the assumption is that by 2025, um, fully a third of their sales should come from self-driving cars. I mean, that's just, you know, that's just five years away. That's astonishing, right? So, um, you know, analysts generally, specifically from Goldman Sachs, now believe the ride-hailing market uh, could grow by 8x to a whopping $285 billion by 2030. As we've reported several times in the past, the entire autonomous car industry as a whole should hit something around $2.8 trillion by 2030. Again, 2030, don't forget, we're rolling into 2019 in just another month or two here. Uh, so we're only talking 10 or 11 years away from now. This, this is astonishing. I mean, think where things were just 10 years ago, right? So, so this is a really big deal. Um, I think it's, it's, it's a really great step forward for Volvo. Again, I think they've done an astonishing job coming from near obsolescence to really almost at the forefront. Don't forget, it was just several years ago that Volvo announced their really ambitious Vision 2020 goal, which said something to the effect of, by 2020, no human will be killed or even seriously injured in any vehicle operated by a Volvo. Um, in fact, Volvo went one step further even is that they would accept full liability for anything and everything that occurs in a Volvo. So th- this is a really sort of uh, compelling argument. It's a real strong validation for the need and indeed the belief in fully autonomous cars. So to the extent that we can see what Volvo and Baidu are able to do here in the coming years, this will be a really in- exciting and interesting thing to keep our eyes on. If this sounds a bit familiar, you know, this this real focus on producing uh, level four and level five cars for ride hailing companies. Yeah, that's because a few episodes back, we also discussed a bit about uh, Uber alternative based in the UK, Addison Lee. So for those of you who don't know, in the UK, there's this really fantastic service called Addison Lee. If I'm not mistaken, they're the only provider um, as an alternative to taxis anyway, that can pick you up at say the Luton airport. Um, so Addison Lee, really great company functions for all intents and purposes rather like uber um and the idea is that by 2021 addison lee are also going to be rolling out the first uh autonomous cars in london um putting aside again this discussion on what this means for our beloved london cabbies that's a whole nother discussion we need to have someday um but but suffice to say ride sharing is really where things are going to be picking up steam soonest 
and the quickest? And indeed, this leads to a question that's often asked is, how exactly are we going to see the rollout of autonomous cars, both in terms of sort of legal mandate, you know, where and, and on which roads are cars going to be required to be fully autonomous? And certainly in what part of society? In other words, are we going to see them, first of all, in commercial shipping, say, in ride hailing services, or in private ownership? So just to summarize briefly, because again, this is really a whole other segment for some other time to kind of recap all of this. But generally speaking, I do still believe that we're going to see uh, we're going to see autonomous cars roll out fully backed by legislation, uh, inter- meaning permissively uh, in the commercial trucking space. And I think rather in parallel ride hailing with the possible sole exception of Tesla. I do believe that Tesla are going to roll out a level four car for private consumption within the next two to three years. And I think that they're going to accomplish this before anybody else. With respect to, you know, legal mandate, the kind of roads that will start phasing out human-driven cars, yeah, we're still probably about 10 years away from that. But I do think we're still going to start to see that, first of all, in carpool-type lanes on the freeway that are dedicated solely to autonomous cars, if only because, obviously, on a freeway, far fewer variables than, say, in inner-city roads. That said, obviously, there's a really strong argument to fast-track autonomous cars within cities. Uh, but, but again, just due to the sheer complexity and the number of variables, again, just look to uh, GM's Chevy Cruise, uh, sorry, Cruise Automation, which operates the GM Chevy Bolts uh, in San Francisco. You know, they're doing a phenomenal job. But as we reported a couple episodes ago, um, it turns out they have a rather hard time seeing pedestrians. Oops. I mean, that's kind of a big deal. So suffice to say, this is a hugely, monumentally challenging thing to get right. And as I've said several times in the past, you know, we've all grown up, I think, often hearing and being really intimately familiar with the phrase, hey, that's not rocket science. But I think going forward, it's going to be, hey, come on, it's not autonomous cars, because this is by far and away the greatest engineering challenge that I think has really ever been undertaken almost anywhere, ever. So unless somebody wants to correct me and state something to the contrary, I genuinely believe that getting autonomous cars just right is a far more tricky thing indeed than any sort of rocket science, orbital mechanics, or otherwise. Hey, just a friendly reminder that if you're enjoying this podcast, please don't forget to leave a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts. Also, uh, remember, if you visit my website at markhogue.com, that's M-A-R-C-H-O-A-G, uh, you can find not only episode summaries, but of course, you can comment and discuss each episode with your fellow listeners. And of course, you can submit a testimonial for how much you love the show. I will promise to then plaster your words of praise all over the website for the world to see. And finally, don't forget to follow us at Autonomous Hogue on Twitter. That's a u t o n. O-M-O-U-S-H-O-A-G. Yeah, it's quite a mouthful, but when you get there, you get to be the first to know about the latest news and, of course, Friday poll day questions and results. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
got your happy price, price line. All right, so before closing out this episode, and indeed the week, now that we're moving the second episodes of the week to Thursdays from Fridays, a brief discussion about Tesla's Summon auto parking feature. So until now, it was a pretty limited, but admittedly rather useful bit of functionality that enabled you to essentially remotely park your Tesla in and out of tight parking spots. Think little tiny itty bitty garages in, say, San Francisco or New York. Well, it looks like it's getting a pretty massive upgrade. Uh, Elon Musk tweets that uh, Tesla Advanced Summon will be ready in about six weeks. It's just an over-the-air software upgrade. It's going to work on all cars made in the past two years, meaning autopilot hardware version two and above. The upgrade is going to allow vehicles to essentially drive around parking lots and automatically find empty spots and to make sure that they can do so without getting you all sort of trouble with parking tickets, they're even going to be able to read and presumably to understand parking signs. So this means that owners are effectively going to be able to operate their vehicles like giant remote control cars. If this reminds you of a scene from one of the uh, 007 films of the, let's see, the late 90s or early 2000s uh, with Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, I believe that was a BMW 7 Series, if I'm not mistaken. Now, of course, uh, 2018, we're about to do this with Tesla. So pretty exciting stuff, this. Um, now, on to rather less um, enthusiastic news. Yeah, there's no other way to put this other than the tragically tongue-in-cheek phrasing of Faraday future has now become officially, officially Faraday fail. Yes, the admittedly rather secretive and frankly rather confusing company at times said to be part of or related to or otherwise invested in the same folks behind Lucid Motors, maybe, maybe not, nobody really ever seemed to know, or it was just I who was always getting this wrong and confused in my own head, I don't know. And the company, which went on for months, nay, years, showing off ridiculously gorgeous teasers of just beautiful automotive design dripping with elements from futuristic imagination and wonder. A car which really seemed ready to unseat Tesla as the thing to have with four wheels. Well, they've officially announced that they are indeed effectively insolvent. Their co-founder has just quit the company, and now it's just a matter of time before things are officially wound down. Um, I, you know, I've said now at least once or twice in the same sentence that this failure of Faraday Future is indeed a really sad thing, and it is. You know, Elon Musk has said since the earliest days that it's not sufficient just for Tesla to kind of step up and take on this extraordinary challenge of electrifying and indeed automating our you know, vehicular future, as it were, that many companies, all companies, really need to step up to this challenge if we're to have any hope of you know, transitioning the entire world's global automobile and trucking fleet to electric powertrains, and indeed autonomous ones as well. And so this is why Tesla, of course, famously opened up their patents to the world to see and to learn from and and, you know, Faraday Future offered a really wonderfully tantalizing glimpse at a, an exciting alternative to Tesla. I mean, if you're going to pretend for a moment that you don't care about Tesla having a competitor, then that's sort of like arguing that you, you know, the Ferrari shouldn't have its Lamborghini or the Mercedes shouldn't have BMW. 
uh, as a competitor, Toyota, Honda, say. Um, so, so this is a really big deal, and it's really sad, and I think it really just speaks volumes about the extraordinarily difficult job, you know, building a brand new car company from scratch, not to mention an electric one and one with autonomous car tech. So this is a really, really difficult thing indeed. I'm um, sure there's still a non-zero probability that Faraday Future may be able to get some emergency last-minute financing, um, but it's you know certainly no one's holding holding uh, their breath here. So the co-founder who uh, who finally just quit the company, um, you know, he says in a quote here, uh, the company is effectively insolvent in both its financial and personal assets. It will at best limp along for the foreseeable future. I feel that my role in Faraday Future is no longer a path that I can follow, so I will leave the company effective immediately. I cannot continue knowing the devastating impact we're having on the lives of our employees, their families, and loved ones, uh, as the ripple effect this will have on lives throughout our suppliers and the industry as a whole. So, Faraday Future, um, strong work, put up a good fight. Tesla. The ball is once again in your court exclusively. All right, well, that's a wrap for this week. Um, except for tomorrow, don't forget to check back. Um, we're going to, of course, run our weekly Friday poll day. You can uh, check to see what the question of the week is over at twitter.com slash autonomous hogue. The question should be up by mid-morning California time. I'll post something over at markhogue.com as well and a brief blurb perhaps here on the podcast as well. Anyway, until next time, have a wonderful rest of the week. Thanks so much for listening. Bye-bye.